Get ready to join the conversation. Win or lose, victory or agonizing defeat, disappointment or glory. Climbing the Pocket is here. Hey everybody, it's Dave here and the great, the wonderful, you know him as Flip Muzzy. No, don't, don't play that music. Don't play that music. That's, that's victory music. That's joyous music. That's not what we got today. Yeah, but today... When uh, let me kill my volume, it's still up. Here we go. You you listen to yourself. You got your like a yeah. Kellen Mond in the pocket, man. Well, I had my telephone, which I was monitoring the YouTube feed, and of course I had the volume up. I thought I turned it down. That's normal part of the process. <laughs> but like everybody else, it's the preseason, and we're trying to fine tune this thing. Speaking of fine tuning this, this is the new climbing the pocket post-game show, and you can expect four regulars, myself, the great and wonderful Flip Mozzie, I want to hit that music again, (laughs) Mr. Jason Brown and Matt Anderson as regulars afterwards. Jason was busy today with a wedding, he's excused, and Matt was busy selling liquor at his store, which is an honorable thing to do. Lord knows we all can use it. Anyways, today is the first show, and we want to get in after the game. How are you doing, Flip? I'm doing well. I'm, you know, coming in Los Angeles, California. We got Dave in Austin, Texas. And the fans in the comments, Mary, Mark, Raymond, Anthony, tell us where you're tuning in from. We're going to get right into this post-game preseason talk and... You know, we don't got to get all fired up about it. It's just the first time to see our our, our team in purple. But we are going to get into the details here. So we're happy that y'all are tuning in. This post-game show is going to be going all season long. Absolutely. Today's game was the Vikings versus the Broncos. And it turns out that Mike Zimmer rested 30 players and... All the starters on offense and all the starters on defense and anybody that was injured, plus some, got to sit on the bench, wear their jerseys, wear their masks if they're not vaccinated. And you got to see who wasn't on a few of the shots and who was. And uh, it was an interesting game because it's basically the Broncos ones versus our twos and threes. So what's your first impressions, Flip? Yeah, my first impression is kind of what I expected. I think it was a smart move to rest all of those players. I think it was smart to kind of keep the 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 play calling boring. And, you know, what we did see, I think they even got more conservative. Once they got in that game, you have to remember, the opening kickoff of this game, Denver had a player get injured and had to be uh, walked off the field. He was limping off the field. And then we found later that, Kenny Nwangu also got injured on that play. So you're you're looking at a team that, you know, came in excited to to give give some people some live reps but also wanted to leave leave the game healthy. When there's injuries on the first play of the game, that that's like a whoa moment. Let's calm down here. And I think that's really what led to all the vanilla play calling. 
You know, we did see some issues on defense. But overall, I just want to see that injury report first and foremost. Make sure Wongu's okay. Make sure Cameron Smith's okay. Make sure there's no other injuries Those and go the from there. Those were two I saw. Wongu was listed questionable mm-hmm. on it as a knee. Hopefully that's not serious. Because mm-hmm. I was looking forward to seeing him play, right? Yeah. And uh, I was struggling with NFL Network at the time and missed that. I did see yeah. Cameron Smith bang his head on the turf, causing a possible concussion. Hopefully, it's uber minor and he's done with that yeah. within days and he'll be back out there. So, Dave, one positive. You, you get one positive from the, this game, all four quarters, 33-6 to six loss. What is your one positive from preseason week one versus the Broncos? Chris Boyd's going to make the team. He played wow. very, okay. very well. Okay, nice. That was, look, clear cut. We're moving fast today. Uh, for me, I think the one positive I ha- I- I'd have to say is Wyatt Davis. I think he, you know, it's against second team, but it seems like he's holding his own. And it was good. I mean, really, in a for a team that has nothing going on at the offensive line, I guess, Man, every time – you can tell I'm a Vikings fan because every time I think positives or negatives, I always think about the offensive line. Wyatt <laughs> Davis was my main positive. And I also – you know, Ken, Kellen Mond didn't have the best stat sheet, but I think a guy going into his fourth practice with the team, I thought he looked okay. We just need some receivers who can catch the ball, apparently. Well, what I liked about Kellen Mond was when he'd get pressure, he'd move – and tried to step up. He may have gotten sacked at the time, and no wonder he moved up yes. and then he tried to shuffle pass forward. But he moved. He was not frozen in spot in place. And that is such a refreshing thing to see from him. I like the young kid. I think he's going to develop nicely. Yeah. Did- okay. Give, give me your negative now. Yeah. One one negative. Dorn safety, backup safety, is not going to make the team. He was out of position. He blew it on the touch, one of the touchdowns. He was horrible. He wasn't okay. the only one, though. I could list a few of those that fell into that category. Okay. Th- that's like, that's okay. I guess that is a negative. That's not the negative. The negative is Dakota Dozier. It has oh, to be Dakota yeah. Dozier. I had to look up this guy's career earnings by the end of the first quarter. It's just ridiculous that this guy's made $6 million playing in the NFL when he can't even hold his ground during the first preseason game. I mean, come on now. like What was it, the first drive? Holding. Safety. Safety. Right? And then the next drive or the drive after, holding. Right? And it was just like, Dozier, he shouldn't even be on the football field. It was bad. (laughs) And I'm, yeah. Dozier was it. Without a doubt, it's just that. And I'm Dorn... I'm not even trying to get a full you know full look at the team here. I'm honestly whatever they need to do to get into field goal range, so I can see Greg Joseph attempt more than two field goals during the game. That's all I want for the guy. Mm-hmm. Only had two kicks. I just wanted to see if he could make a forty yarder or make a you know make a fifty yarder. Didn't even really get to see that. Britton Cole quit. Don't really want to see him either, so I'm glad they were going for it on fourth down. But, like, get in field goal range and just give this kicker 
some live reps. And Dozier, for me, if I had to put the blame on one person for why I didn't get to see my field goals, it's Dakota Dozier. Seth, you make me laugh <laughs> because it's true. You made Samia look good, and Samia was rated worse than Dozier last year. And yeah. that's, that's bad. And if I was either one of those two guards... The one thing I would be doing is finding me some offensive line experts and hooking up with them all in the offseason, right? Some retired guys. Yeah. Call up Mike Tice, somebody, to teach me how to play and up my level and work to make the next step. It's obviously looks like they did nothing, and they've actually regressed. At yeah, least I mean— has. I mean, what, you, you could blame it on just a lot of new faces in the room and a new coach, so maybe they're not coordinated, they're not communicating like they should be, and that's that's using, but, but it's bullshit. I will say that, you know, again, this is preseason week one. This is, this is, if you're a Vikings fan, you know that a season, Vikings season is a season of roller coasters. It's a season of ups and downs. We gain nothing by seeing them come out and look great today. I mean, sure, we could have done what Denver did. We could have been playing a five-year veteran quarterback into the third quarter, but that really, you know, that might feel good, but it doesn't really say anything about what this team is capable of. I'm not saying that they're going to be fine week one, but I'm saying that there's time for them to get better. And any any takeaway from this game that isn't looking for improvement is just worthless. So it's good that we have things to talk about. It's good that we know where they need to improve. We need to get Dakota Dozier off the team. It's not even an offensive line issue, if you ask me. We need some receivers to be able to catch the freaking ball. Like, this is hands. This is fundamentals. And then on defense all around, you know, if you can't stay with a guy, if you're outmatched, I understand that. But this is basic things. This is being able to tackle. This is understanding your coverage assignments. And this is being able to stay on side during third downs and not get pulled off side on a hard count. Those are basic things they should be able to do well. And that's what really led to, to the bad score, what we're looking at. So improve on those things, three things, and let's go from there. What did you think of Mike Zimmer's game plan of basically resting all those starters and this being sort of like the game four where you have all the backups play? I think when you look at this roster, it's exactly what you need to do. It's way too early to try to prepare your veterans for an actual game um, because, you know, let's say that they go, they, they put Kirk out there and Adam Thielen out there and they all look great. They all look ready for the season. Then they've got to wait, you know, two and a half, three weeks to actually play another game. Doesn't was, make sense in, in my opinion. What do you think? I was going to say Dave? that because after this third game, there's a weekend off, which surprised right. me that the NFL had a blank weekend in there. Um, right. And so I I fully understand. You ramp the starters up next week and then the third game and then see mm-hmm. how they do. So they're warmed up come week one. And this was the time to see the youngsters that could possibly make the grade. And then you start whittling down on your depth chart of who I'm going to play. Who do I want to see more of? If I'm the coach, who do I want to see more of next week? Right? 
And they'll mm-hmm. play after the starters go out after their first quarter of play or whatever it is. Then I want to see more of those these guys. And then I'll get it down to the, all right, here's my last little bit. You guys that totally screwed up in week one this weekend, today's game, you'll have just a couple minutes to shine or you're basically the writing's on the wall, you're done. You're making our decision for us as a coach of who we're going to keep on the team. And I think I think it's sort of brilliant because I haven't seen any other teams or heard of any other teams. I've been busy, but I haven't heard of any other teams that approached it in this sort of manner. I think it's a good Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like they knew they were only charging three dollars for the game in the in the worst seats. But again, you wanna you wanna look at the bottom sixty players on the roster, which is exactly what they did. You have two weeks now to coach those guys up. You've got a full game of teach tape for those guys. The Denver Broncos, great, they won. They're only gonna be able to really coach their their depth players on the last twenty minutes of that game. We've got a full 60 minutes to look at. We've got a bunch of players to look at. So I think that's key. I know we had to play some of our veterans, you know, Amir Abdullah was in there because of the injury to Wangu, which is great. I thought AJ Rose was a, was a definitely a highlight. He was a trooper, but even he can learn some things. So full 60 minutes, you know, Kirk and Justin Jefferson and Daniil Hunter They also have some time to ramp up, get themselves in that season form for preseason game number two. And, you know, those two weeks might be met with some roster moves as well. All 32 NFL teams have that time off. So we might be sitting here looking at, you know, three, four new players on the team. Mm -hmm. And So you have to come away with that knowledge. It doesn't help you at all to confirm that Justin Jefferson is good. Like what if Justin Jefferson has a has, you know, f- three three targets for two catches and a drop? That doesn't tell you anything about how the regular season is going to go. But when Amir Smith-Marset has seven targets and only catches two of those balls, that tells you something. That tells you that he I mean that guy ran up to 30 to 40 routes this game. And either wasn't getting open or couldn't make the catch or, you know, couldn't beat his man when he made the catch. He was running short of the sticks. Amir Smith-Marset has so much teach tape that he has to he has so many things that he has to improve on over the next two weeks. That's a perfect example of why you bench your starter. So you can look at these depth guys in detail. Exactly. Now, the one thing I liked ISM was on a. I think it was a punt return or a kick return. Punt return. Kick return, yeah. Yeah, that he he made a move, broke to the outside, and got some yards. I did like yeah. seeing that. Um, yeah, he had some shake. I saw a comment that, you know, people, fans love how cocky Amir Smith-Marset is. Fans hate and <laughs> fans hate how cocky he is, and that that makes me laugh. I mean, the guy needs to play to, with swagger to, to be at his best, so you, it's good to see him out on the field. You know, at the Let first time. It. No, I mean, yeah. when he becomes regularly earning it, everybody's going to be loving that. Absolutely yeah. loving it. Yeah, and, and, and that is really the other piece of this is that Jake Browning just does not look good at all. Anthony hit it on the head here. It is, it is very disappointing, not only Dakota Dozier, mainly Dakota Dozier, but Jake Browning just uncomfortable in that pocket behind Dozier. And 
unable to hit really just any of his throws with conviction or timing. You saw his weak arm strength. You saw his lack of confidence in the pocket. And it's just so hard to get any type of rhythm going when your quarterback can't throw a four-yard out pass. So, so I, I just it, – it, again, we need to see either Kellen Mond move up to quarterback two because I think he does actually. For the sake of practice – you know, for the sake of preseason, Kellen Mond's going to get give you a better look at the, what the rest of your team can do. And Mike, I love that you're tuning in, man. That's a ridiculous comment. Super Bowl it teams is. show up for preseason. There's please, please, plenty of them that have gone zero and four in this in the preseason <laughs> yeah, and gone it's on like, to win the Super Bowl. It's like I think Bill Belichick has a a losing preseason record. Like the 49ers don't even show up for preseason. The Chiefs don't show up for preseason. That's just some weird, you know, vague comment. I don't even know where you're getting that from. Mike Zimmer has an amazing, I think Mike Zimmer's winning percentage in the preseason is like 0.700. And it hasn't translated to crap during the season in regards to the Super Bowl. So if you're trying to correlate preseason success to Super Bowl success, I have a bridge to sell you. Freddie Hall, how you doing, man? And uh, Tip was possibly right. The only reason Brownie was QB2 <laughs> is because he was vaccinated. That helped. Without a doubt, that helped. I think he knows the playbook. I think he can execute it, just not well. I don't think he has the talent, overall talent, to be well. But he might, as if he grows, be a nice, you know, one of those journeyman backup types. But that's the best we can hope for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's great. You know, we've got some passionate fans here. People are pissed at the coaching staff. I'm not sure what you it's wanted to see game. from them. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. You know, I, I honestly think that they need to change the jerseys during the preseason to remind fans that this is these are the games that do not count. This is a glorified practice with fans in, in, in a stadium. These teams practice in their stadiums during the week, and nobody's trying to fire coaches based on those practices. So, you know, if you wanna if you wanna make a change now, if you're Ziggy Wolf and you saw the preseason the game today, and it's enough for you to fire Mike Zimmer, then you probably should have made that change nine months ago. I don't know what you can really tell from the coaching staff based on this game. Nah, it's. Yeah, Temp was hyped for Kenny. I was too, but hey, it is what it is. Now, now uh, I like that idea, Freddie. The starters should wear their real jerseys, and so you can see the Broncos lining up with like nine starters on defense, and then the Vikings offense have Amir Abdullah in the real jersey and all the other scrubs <laughs> in, in in the preseason jerseys. Uh, yeah, man, I it's a wild game. Um, any other questions from the fans before we log off? Because, like I said, this is a preseason game. It's flip said a glorified practice. And basically that's what it is. It's putting guys on tape, full speed, full hitting, everything else. It's nothing more. It gives us fans a chance to see some players, whether they perform or don't perform, uh, whether they get us angry like Dorn did to me, or Dozier <laughs> did to everybody. Um, Cam Bynum getting burned. I, there's just all sorts of stuff. 
but it's too early to call for any coach's head when the season hasn't even started yet. So Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think, yeah, if people are right, Mike Zimmer is probably going off on that locker room. And to be honest, if I'm a player in that locker room, like how how am I even supposed to react to that? If you're if you're uh if you're Steven Weatherly in the locker room after a preseason week one game and Mike Zimmer's tearing into you. Like I've been in the league six years. I've got three more weeks to prepare for the season. So why? I, I know Mike Zimmer will have some harsh words, but let's be honest. It's not really going to trigger them to get better. They're going to have to rely on their, the same work ethic and the same talent that they had before this preseason game in order to improve. So have fun, Mike Zimmer, tear into them. It was a disappointing performance. You definitely want to see better fundamentals. The point is you've got two weeks to put that in place. And so what I really want to hear from the commenters is I want to hear what you want to see in preseason week two. Do you want to see the same guys who played play better or are you just done? And do you want to see the starters take over and see how they look? How about you, Dave? What do you think about that? I I expect to see the starters for a quarter and then back to the everybody else route. Yeah. Um, Freddie asked, do we think if Wyatt Davis has moved up, earned himself a RG2 spot with today's game? Uh, I'd have to watch all the film, and I'm sure Rauscher will break it all down, but there's a good chance he might have. When you've got Dozier doing so badly, and he seemed to handle himself well enough that it's things like that that move you up the depth chart. Yeah, I disagree. You know, we still have Ole Udo as the starter there. So they've got, again, is it automatic Davis moves up? No, he's got two weeks of practice to unseat Dozier. And this game certainly gives him some confidence and an upper hand to do that. But it's not decided yet. They've got three more weeks of practice. I think the only position where I said for sure, okay, this position is locked in, is wide receiver three. I think Chad Beebe didn't even dress today, and he locked in the wide receiver position, the third wide receiver position. Even though everybody hates that take, it's kind of true. I mean, D.D. Westbrook still isn't healthy. Did Osborne and play today? I don't think he Osborne, did. Osborne did play today. and he? he had what? Yeah, exactly. He was, he was not even noticeable. Amir Smith-Marset, obviously, with the up-and-down day. So... I don't know how you can go into week one without Chad Beebe being your week one third receiver right now. No, nah, man, Freddie, come on. Zach Davison didn't deserve a touchdown. He didn't catch the ball. If he deserved a touchdown, he would have scored a touchdown. He caught the ball. He, you got to hold on to the football, no matter what. That's, that's the yeah. key. Yeah, he got hit. You got to hold on to the football. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Without that, now on the, guards, on the guards, I think Ole's won the job. Period. I think we're just talking between does Dozier I, drop behind Davis? Other can we say that time. though? Because we haven't seen Ole. Like Ole may not, have looked miserable not, today if he had played. We saw bar- bits and pieces yesterday when they were going full speed, and the day before the two days of the joint practice. All right, yeah. And now, Mister Shea. 
you see, I love I love me some Joseph Shea because he was tuning in to the to the shows this week. <laughs> so he knows all I wanted was a clean kicker game. And like I was saying earlier, I would have liked to see more kicking, but the two kicks he he attempted, he made. So Flip's going to bed happy tonight. I'm going to go, you know, relax by the pool, <laughs> sip on some spiked lemonade, and then rest easy because I know our kicker didn't miss. He didn't doink one off the field goal. And if you all think that you're flipping out now about this preseason game, imagine the same game, but the kicker missed both field goals. Imagine that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's a it's a preseason game. It's a beautiful day. We have plenty of time in the evening. So I would suggest everybody grab your favorite beverage. Flip talked about his spiked lemonade. And enjoy yourself. Have some good food. Meet with some good friends. File this in. All right, we're going to wait till we hear about practice and who moves where. And we'll go from there. And we'll look forward to next week. And next time we see him play against the Colts, we are going to see Ole Pancake some dudes. Okay. We're going to see Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Dave's going to be getting alone time by the second quarter. (laughs) Then Neil Hunter will be back. Hopefully, Kenny Nwangu will be back. And we got the defense too. You know, Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, Xavier Woods. Is it Xavier or Xavier? Maybe we'll find out during the Colts game. Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, all the names, 30 players. The best Vikings players will be here in two weeks and we'll get to talk about them. So hopefully the takes won't be about Dakota Dozier for much longer. (laughs) Absolutely. And with that, any final words there, Flip? Skull Vikes. Y'all enjoy the weekend now. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you back here next time. Absolutely. Skull Vikings! Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And if you're listening on your favorite aggregator, make sure you rate us. And always feel free to join the conversation here at Climb in the Pocket. Skull, everybody. <laughs>